Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. My conversation today is with my strength training girl crush and registered dietitian, Nicole Rodriguez. Happy, happy holidays to all of you, my tribe of awesome listeners and social media followers. I am very appreciative of all the support over the past year with my podcast, as well as my crazy and random as hell adventures that I share with you in my blog. It is so fun connecting with you, and I can't wait to share all the stuff that I have going on in 2018. I'm going to take a little sabbatical from the airways to spend time with family and friends, as well as work on another year of kick-ass guests and conversations. I hope you have an amazing holiday, get some time off, and start some conversations that truly matter. The holidays always mean spending time with my heartbeats over great conversation with good food and, of course, cocktails. Can't forget cocktails. This year, since I was introduced to gnarly pepper dip mixes, I am mixing plain Greek yogurt with gnarly peppers like mayo powder dip mix, fresh chives that I dried from this past summer that I actually grew in my backyard, a little fresh lemon juice, and serving it with freshly made sweet potato chips. I know everyone will like my appetizer this year because it doesn't taste like a dietitian-y type appetizer. Go to gnarlypepper.com and order yours for the holiday. And that's G-N-A-R-L-Y-P-E-P-P-E-R.com. My conversation today is with my strength training girl crush and registered dietitian, Nicole Rodriguez. I love the space of Instagram because I feel this is the social media place for all kinds of people sharing great things, including glimpses into their personal life. I started following Nicole on Instagram because her videos and her explanation of strength training was something I wanted to incorporate more into my own life. It is so awesome to see strong women lifting heavy weights, and she inspired me from day one. I actually got to meet her in person at Fency this past year, and my girl crush is now even greater. Nicole is a kind spirit, and everything about her passion and philosophy is something you will want to hear more about. Please enjoy my awesome and inspiring conversation with Nicole. Looking at your website the other day too, and I just love your everything about your philosophy and how you view food and exercise. And so I'm great. I'm so happy that we're together talking today. So Oh, so am I. And thank you for taking the time to visit. I appreciate that. That site was a labor of love between me and one of my best friends who is an amazing graphic designer. So really, well, I love, I love it. It's a great website. So you have a great friend. (laughs) I do. I am, I am very, very lucky in that department. It's a huge undertaking that I was not really aware of to build out a website from start to finish. So very grateful. Yeah, it's good to have friends and that because yes. just because it is hard. And if you don't know what you're doing, there's it takes you five times longer to do it. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, why don't we kind of get started back to back back in the day when you were thinking about, you know, what you wanted to be when you grew up? What 
what were you kind of thinking of and how did you get to being a dietitian? Well, I think I went through some different phases and it's funny. I feel that I've touched on many of them in some way or another, but I was always really inspired by my aunt who had her own gym on Long Island that she owned with her husband. And I just thought she was super fit and super fun and super cool. So it was always in the back of my mind. I think the seed was planted really early that I wanted to be involved somehow in fitness. Um, something else, I guess I, something else, I guess I sort of dreamed about when maybe I was a tiny bit older was that I, I definitely romanticized the beauty counter quite a bit. And I, uh, I did end up working in the beauty industry for quite some time on the sales and education and, um, mentorship end of things. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, so touched on that and wanted to do something in either print or television media and, and did have the opportunity to touch on that freelance and I'm kind of circling back to that now. So all those little things that I thought about growing up, I feel have kind of come full circle. Um, but coming back around to becoming a dietitian, as I, as I personally became more engaged in my own fitness regimen and became kind of disenchanted with working in the beauty industry, I started asking myself, okay, like what, what is something I can really sink my teeth into for the long haul? And I, I, I knew I wanted to still educate. I just didn't want to talk about lotion all day anymore. <laughs> um, because, you know, I, I love lotion and I, I love, I love the aspect of helping women feel better. Mm. And I, I think a lot of that is aesthetically driven and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's, it, it doesn't have the depth of helping someone with their health. Not to say it's not important, but it's not as, um, not as big of a lifestyle and lifetime change as helping someone with their fitness and eating patterns. So it's kind of where it came from. You really, you really wanted to make that connection with humans. You wanted more, you wanted more substance with your relationships. Yes. Yes. I did. I did want more substance and it was, a subject that I felt friends and family kept coming back around to me for guidance on. And so I said, you know, there, there must be something, there must be something here, but I have to go a little bit deeper into my education to serve people, you know, from a place of knowledge and, and the right, do it the right way. Yeah. So when you, you, when you were working in the beauty industry, how long were you doing that then before you kind of went and got further educated? Yeah, that was for about seven years between two different companies. And I worked actually a little closer to your neck of the woods oh. for Aveda. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and then came back home to New York to work for a Japanese skincare company called Bosha that's sold in Sephora. Mm-hmm. Uh, really fabulous stuff. And, um, you know, there's, I think, relation, I think building relationships is in any job that you do where you're interacting with people. And I think that's how you do it well is by building relationships. But as you said, I wanted more of that depth. So how was it going back to school? Like when you, so when you made that transition, you said that you were kind of getting into your own fitness, you were inspired by your aunts and family, and you were kind of getting into your own fitness likes and loves. And it probably all connected for you that when you went to school, it was like kind of aha moment for you. Yeah, it, it did. I mean, it was, it was a tough decision to, to leave an executive level job and say, you know what, I am going to start from scratch. Um, and so I, I gained my personal training certificate first so that I would have, <clears throat> so I would have a little bit of a, an in way into the business that I was uh, pursuing. Um, but uh, my real aha moment was my, my mom showed me a picture from the internet of a dog holding a nutrition degree of sorts. And the point of the picture was, you know, like even a dog can go online and obtain a quote unquote nutritionist credential of sorts, but to become a dietitian, you have to do A, B, C, and D. So I, I knew as, as much as I, I resisted for a moment, I knew that if I wanted to really take this path and take it the right way, so to speak, that I would have to go back to school. Um, and honestly, it was... It was a challenge. My first degree is in communications, so I had zero science background. Mm. I had like literally had no three credits that transferred, and I was almost thirty years old with um, kids who were in school for the first time. So definitely the the older gal in the bunch, and it 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 took time, and it was it was humbling. Um, but obviously in the end it's it's worth it and you don't realize it till much until you know well after you pass that rd exam but definitely worth the effort well that's good that you still feel that way after you yes no I, d- I do and i feel it um personally i feel it more and more i think i th- i think all of us probably have our moments of frustration as maybe seeing a lot of competition in our space from from other nutrition professionals but uh i i do see the value in in the rd credential and i'm so grateful that i made that decision and went back and took that path and that's a good message for maybe people that are kind of like you that are thinking oh i want to go back to school or i don't want to go through all this school and i just kind of want to get a at a certificate, it's. I think it's good to stress that if you're going to do it, do it right. Do it a hundred percent. Yes, and you know, not not to get totally subject, but on on that note, um, 
because the D the DI feels so daunting, right? Did you mm-hmm. did you feel like that to get matched oh. felt like the it was going to be the end of the world, Absolutely. right? If you didn't get matched, and then if you didn't pass on the first try, and and just a, just a little piece of advice that I would give people who are thinking about it or maybe already in the process of pursuing the credential is you really have to block out the negativity and tell yourself i am going to get matched i am going to pass and you will you will get over what seems like probably the you know the hardest thing you've done thus far uh, on the academic level like you will get passed and you will get matched there is a light at the end of the tunnel absolutely i agree with you on that cuz i think yeah. it's so competitive too right now and it is. I feel so bad. I think when I went through it, it wasn't as competitive, but now I think it's just very competitive. And you just, it's a great thing to remember. You will get matched. <laughs> you will get an you internship. You will. You'll get there. <laughs> Don't <laughs> you worry. You will survive the matching process and the DI. You will. Well, and I, and I think that as people that go back to be a dietitian or that's just always been their path, you're so passionate about it. It's going to happen for you. So yes, yes, absolutely. If if this is your, if this is your second career, there's that much more incentive and probably I would guess a little bit more at stake sometimes financially. So Mm -hmm. you're going to go in there and shine and, and get it done. Absolutely. Absolutely. So where did you do your undergrad then? And then your internship? I did my, I am a CUNY gal all the way, City University of New York. So at the time, I was living in the Bronx and did all of my, well, I received a second degree from Lehman College. Okay. And then I went to Queens College to do the actual DI. Nice. And what, was there a certain focus or was it just kind of a very broad ranged internship? Lehman has a slightly more clinical focus. It's a very, very strong science school. So that was the focus there. Um, And the Queens College DI at the time, and I believe so now as well, is a bit more community focused. And it it was really my target because their director at the time, um, Ferngale Estro, is sort of a community nutrition legend in New York City. Um, And something that really spoke to me about her is, is this idea of being culturally competent, whatever whatever way your business ends up playing out, however your career ends up going to always keep that in your mind, to always serve people from a point of understanding. Um, and, and it was a really fantastic asset of that program to have her at the helm. Do you think that kind of led you into your community? Cause you're more community focused yourself, right? You know, in, in a sense, yes. Um, a lot of the volunteer work that I did in a large portion of my DI was, was community focused. Um, I, you know, a little something else that sort of inspired me to take this path is that when I decided to go back to school, I was, I had moved with my now husband, um, who was living in the Bronx. Um, and you know, the Bronx is a, 
demographically diverse place, but a lot of just what you see on the train and what you know of the demographics of the South Bronx, um, the health disparities are really, really jarring. And the things that you see every day from a nutrition perspective can be really troubling. So <clears throat> just having that in my mind's eye, I, it's, it's something that even, even when I'm not serving that particular population, I always try to come from a place of understanding your specific socioeconomic background, what your cultural background may be. Um, so it's, it's definitely rooted in me, whoever I happen to be working with. I noticed you mentioned that in your website too. That's something that is one of your focuses when you work with clients as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's something that might get overlooked depending what part of the country you're working in, I suppose. But here in New York, I mean, we really are, even on Long Island here, it's it's a melting pot and it helps to be cognizant of, um, you know, what is what is kosher dietary law, um, and so on and so forth. Just uh, the more you know, the better to service this population here. I, yeah, I can't. And I, you know, being from Iowa, we do have some different, you know, cultures, probably not sure. as many as you experience. So that is, it's a good message for everybody because you just never know where you're going to end up or where, or who you're going to serve. So it's always good to be aware of all those different aspects, especially like socioeconomic and cultural, just not, it's funny. I was not that I want to talk about myself, but a customer came in and um, was mentioning that one of their clients didn't have a can opener and didn't know what it was. So they didn't even know how to get into canned vegetables. So, right. Right. And we take that for granted. You know, we know what that is, but there are people that, and don't. it's, it's, it's funny. You, it's funny. You mention that because I mean, some sometimes you're working at a particular site or working in a particular community, and you can't assume that someone has a refrigerator. You just you you can't assume that someone has a stove. There are all of these, um, you know, different. There are all these different circumstances that you might come across, and and even with someone who's middle income, mm -hmm. you just you just really never know someone's living situation. So. That's so true. Did you, have you encountered anything that was interesting to you that way? That was just kind of like, oh, I guess I never thought of that before. I, 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 interesting, but sad. Um, for a, a probably the most meaningful part of my internship was working with a program called Learn It, Grow It, Eat It. Um and they are through Grow NYC. It's one of their programs. And they work in various high schools in the South Bronx. And they operate farmers markets with the help of teenagers and uh, do some nutrition education in the classrooms. And just on the subject of snacking out of a bodega, you know, a bodega just being a, a corner store. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the feedback I got from my preceptor was that 
sometimes parents will sort of console with foods and keep certain foods in the house because they don't even want their son or daughter to have to walk down the street to the bodega because it's not even safe to make that walk. So, yeah. So sometimes those comforting foods are kept on hand. Sometimes there's excessive screen time and, and things of that nature just to keep you safe. So even the safety component of your community, and that, that was an, uh, and that was an aha moment that I, I was kind of disappointed in myself took that long to come to that, sometimes that safety component can impact our health as well. Sure. See, and I never would have, you know, I would never would have thought of I that would never either. Think, right. It's so many, yeah. there's so many different factors about food and nutrition and health that we just, we just don't really cognizantly think about enough when it comes to our, our population, I think. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. That's many, really um, many ways it's, it's impacted. Absolutely. So when you did your intern, so you loved your internship. It was a I did. experience for you. What was kind of your next steps then? So, um, kind of, kind of surprisingly, or I should say, un- unplanned. Um, I actually had my, I actually had my daughter before my internship was over. Before my, because my internship was, um not running on time. We had some gaps between our rotations. Um, so I, I should have been finished and, and I wasn't. So, (laughs) so yeah, so, so there was, so there was that. And I actually ended up, um, I actually ended up moving about six months after I passed the exam and, um, decided that I, I had a, a daughter who was in the NICU for, over two months. Oh wow! So after that experience, I definitely valued um, the the little business that I had already built through personal training, and decided that in my new locale, I would build on that little by little. So that was really the next step, and my blog came next, and now I'm moving a little bit more into consulting. So it's been a, it's been a slow progression, um, but just the one that had to fit my lifestyle at the time. So you've been an entrepreneur from the get-go then. You, you were, were you still doing your training business while you're doing your internship then when you were? Yes, I was until, um, until I really couldn't anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Until I really couldn't. And, um, and and bartended also my way through school until okay until I pretty pretty much couldn't so yeah always always doing something oh, always <laughs> having babies always on the <laughs> going to school oh my goodness you are a bit I think as dietitians we are so good at multitasking we can do just kind of do anything and everything at one time do you feel that way. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that. I'm wondering more and more, does the more people I meet, does this field attract that kind of personality? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that because sometimes dietitians I wouldn't even expect 
come up with, oh, well, this is my side hustle and they're, they're making jewelry or yeah. I don't even know what else. And it's, <laughs> and it's just so, it's so amazing to me. Um, I definitely live by the ethos, you know, do a lot of things well. I think it's okay if you're not totally specialized the very, very best in just one thing. I think when you can do a lot of things very well, um, you're always going to eat, you're always going to be busy, your life will be interesting, and you will be fulfilled. And I think that this field attracts that. I kind of think so. Too. I kind of think so too, because I kind of with you, I've the more and more dietitians I talk to, I'm, I'm always amazed of all the things they're doing. And I don't know how they have time to do it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's. It, I think it fuels us. I think so too. And and super moms and wives and you know, it's like, oh my gosh, you guys are all amazing. And I remember too going through my internship. It's like everyone was getting engaged and getting married or having children during, like you having baby during your internship. It's like, I think we just are like, bring it on, we'll do it. We can conquer anything. Yeah, I, I mean, probably wouldn't recommend it. Um, <laughs> I think I pl I planned my wedding during the last year of um of my degree at yeah. Lehman. Also, like I would not recommend that. That is that is not a, looking back. <laughs> that is not something to do while you're trying to be joyful. So just another helpful tidbit. Yes, there's light at the end of the tunnel, but probably you know not the best decision to plan a wedding in the interim. Hold off on that for just a little. Yeah, just 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 wait. Pass that exam, kids. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about your business. So you do personal training. And by the way, everyone needs to check out her Instagram. And I will include that in our show notes because she and you inspire me to get into the gym. You really do. Oh, and I, I, just, I love it because your videos, she has videos that she puts up and also your food, everything that you do on your social media and your blog is very inspiring. So tell me about, oh, thank you. yes, I really, I love it. You, you get me pumped up to go to the gym. That, that <laughs> makes my day. So, so it's, it's funny that I actually don't train out of a commercial gym. So I train either, um, in a small, in a small like fitness facility that is located in the building where I live or in similar facilities where my clients live. So a lot of the training that, that I do is different than the way that I train myself. So I love both. Um, I like to, I like to really educate my clients so that they're not fully dependent on me. I'm always sending you home with a, a bit of homework for you to do yourself for the week. Um, and I think, you know, I think that's, that's the best way to service. Of course you want to help. And of course you want to charge those hourly sessions and that's awesome. But to build those long-term relationships, you want people to be able to function and do the work for all those other hours that you're not there. That makes sense. So there's, yeah. Yeah. So they have homework. So you, you give them, you basically educate them how to do this for the rest of their lives, just like eating, just like nutrition. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. You have to, A, have the motivation to do it yourself, right? But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's the motivation, there's the tools, and it's kind of like 
letting a bird out of out of the nest after a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can go on and 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 do this on your own. So the training is one component. Um, I love 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 doing supermarket tours. That might be my favorite thing. Interesting. Um, what do you do with your yeah. tours? Uh, yeah, I I've always felt that your health has to start where you shop, right? Mm-hmm. Because what you're what you're purchasing is going to obviously impact what you're cooking and what you're eating. So if you're lost in the supermarket, you're probably lost in terms of your eating patterns. And there are always these aha moments that I think as dietitians, we we take for granted our knowledge base. We take for granted the little tips and tricks that we know as far, whether it's food pairings or what to look for on a label or things that maybe, maybe we can eat that you'd be surprised a dietitian is going to say, oh yeah, go ahead and eat that. Um, so that's definitely a bright spot for me because it's, it's a fun place for me to be. I love the supermarket. <laughs> I really do. I like, I like live, I know. And and then personally, I live to just be in the supermarket by myself doing my grocery shopping. (laughs) I probably sound like a real weirdo, but if I have a Saturday night, like, ah, by myself, peaceful in the aisles, nobody's here. Um, Take as long as you want. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That is, you know, that is like pure joy. And and then, and then there's the, there's the counseling component. Um, I don't do any medical nutrition therapy. It's really more meal planning and accountability for my clients to stay on track with their goals. So, you know, that's, that's of course fun and rewarding, but the, the real bright spot is that real interaction in, uh, in that supermarket environment. That's my favorite. That's your favorite. So how many clients when you, so do your clients work with you from the fitness component to the shopping component to the meal planning component, or can they do that separately or how do you kind of work with that? Yeah, some of them, some of them do one or the other, and some of them will do both. And, you know, some of them might be doing one at one time and then kind of check in as far as their nutrition. You know, really, it really depends on their goals and, and how they're doing and what they're enjoying as well. Well, and I, so it's, so it's varied. And that's, I think that's like, I think it's like such a perfect mix of being that fitness expert and being that nutrition expert. And I like to keep it flexible. I I feel like I'm in, I'm in a great position to offer those services with flexibility, depending on the client's needs. And it's um, as, as strong of a sales background as I have, I'm the least salesy person you may <laughs> You may ever meet. Um, so having all of those options to offer someone, I feel gives me more flexibility as an, as an educator, as opposed to a salesperson, sure. if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And I, it's interesting that you brought that up because I was going to ask you from being a person with sales experience, when you 
you know, for maybe those people that are out there wanting to be an entrepreneur and trying to figure out what their services are or should be, you know, what kind of things do you recommend looking at when it comes to, you know, what kind of services should I offer? Because we can do so many things. How do you narrow that down? We can. I, I, I would say tune into what speaks to you. I mean, you know, the education component speaks to me. And I know that that's not limited to one-on-one work. I know that's not limited to group work. So I, you know, uh, I, I would say hone in on what speaks to you first, but then be open to what that could translate into. So if you're really passionate about education, of course, that can be, that can be one-on-one work, but media work is a great way to educate. And I think there are some really fabulous dietitians who have taken that route and educate on a broader platform, which is incredible. Um, If you really love education, that could mean working with a particular portion of the food industry. So I would, I think the number one thing I'm learning, you know, we're all learning every day is to always be open to all these possibilities in front of us and allow your business to evolve. There's nothing, there's nothing set in stone that says you have to do A, B, C, and D for the next five or 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, the, and I think that's, a, that's the beauty of this business as well. I, I would agree. And you probably, like you said too, listening to your clients, they'll tell you what they need from you. You just have to listen really well. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Your, your, your clients will tell you. And I think, you know, other, uh, I think it's good to network with other professionals in, you know, in the, in the, in the similar field to see what the needs are, you know, build those, build those relationships because you never know who might need you in a capacity that perhaps wasn't top of your mind. That's true. That's true. And when you, when you seek out clients, so you're not, a, you say you're not, a, you know, you don't go into sales and try to sell people things. How do you find your clients? Where do you go to, is it by through other people that you work with or create, you know, those, those relationships with? Yeah, I've been, I've been almost entirely word of mouth. Um, I honestly, do you know when I printed a business card was right before Fancy, full disclosure, (laughs) because I I am, I'm one of those people who A, doesn't like to print things and, and B, um, yeah, my entire business was built on, built on word of mouth and people finding me on social media and, um, something else that I think has helped since I've moved locations, um, from the Bronx to Long Island is uh, being out there and just presenting myself um you know being being present at you know places like the like the farmers market and being a recognizable face at the gym where i train myself um i think the more people see you as being reputable in in what you provide the more people will refer to you, the more people will come to you and ask about you. And it's, it's a slow process, but 
I think it's, you know, it's, it's a more organic process as opposed to having a full on like sales attack, a full on (laughs) (laughs) attack on your community, (laughs) which, you know, for for some people, for some people works. Um, But again, I left sales for a reason. So that, that kind of full on attack just does not, does not speak to how I work. And that's a, I think that's a great message because I think sometimes we, when we are thinking about starting our own business or getting our name out there, it's like we go full fledged and we're in everybody's face and we're, you know, trying to get our name out as much as possible. But I like how you said organically, just kind of meeting people and, you know, having those conversations at your gym, at a different gym or at a farmer's market. That's where it's most impactful. Absolutely. And again, it goes, it it goes back to, it goes back to relationships. Um, I, I, I feel to some extent, you know, another thing I would say is like where, wherever you are, I guess you've probably heard the expression or, or the sentiment like, oh, you never know who you're going to run into. You could run into an ex-boyfriend, right? Yeah. Like always, always look your yeah. best kind of a thing. You never know who you're going to see. Oh, you're going to see your ex-boyfriend with his, his, his beautiful uh, fiance or something, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, but I, I do feel it's, I do feel it's important to sort of look the part act the part and uh, be, be confident in your role as a health professional, but also be someone who's genuine and approachable and, and kind. And, you know, those relationships will, those relationships will come to fruition. It just may take a little bit longer. That's yeah. They, it's like that trust building. They have to feel like they trust you before they let you into their world of health. (laughs) (laughs) absolutely because i mean it's a really i think when you let someone into your your food and your fitness life when you let someone into that part of your life it's super super personal wouldn't you say oh completely because it usually involves so many other things yes absolutely absolutely but i think those are two of the most two of the most sacred things in your life because they're, you know, it's, it's a, what you do with your body and then, and then B how you, how you feed yourself. That's highly personal. So I think that trust factor is essential. And, and again, being, being genuine will take maybe more time, but uh, just like taking the longer path to become an RD instead of a nutritionist, um, being genuine is going to be worth the time investment as well. You probably see it when you do your store because I do store tours for my job and you probably see it when you do store tours, when you, like you said, well, I'm a dietitian, but I think this is a great food to eat. And they're always shocked. They're like, you eat that. (laughs) And when, Oh, absolutely. And when you share that with them, I think that gives them that trust factor again, because they realize you're human and yeah, (laughs) that's a good thing. And I think that can go, I think that can go both ways. That just, that what you just said reminds me when, when I was in school, my, my husband and I on Sundays, almost every Sunday, we would go to this uh, amazing place in Washington Heights in, in New York. And 
there was a burger that we just loved and it was like a bacon cheeseburger with chili on the side, but yeah. the meat was so good. Like the best burger we've ever had. And it, the place is closed. We'll never replace oh, it. No. Um, and, and we were, and we were, we were eating at the bar one day and another couple next to us was kind of chatting us up and, she had asked what I was doing. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a personal trainer. I'm studying to become a dietitian. And she scowled and said, oh, you're eating that? I said, damn straight, I'm eating this. Yes, I'm going to eat my my bacon cheeseburgers and, and everything else in moderation. So I think some people are... Um, I think some people are disgusted. And, but, but the majority of people... It, I think they like to see that we we eat quote unquote real food yeah. <laughs> or foods that they may have deemed or have been told were sinful or off limits or something horrible like that. Um, and in just you know, in my social media and on my blog, that's that's something I'm really really passionate about. Um, if you see it on my social, I I ate it myself. Um, unless it's a raw steak. Um, <laughs> I did see that on your social media. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I mean, I'm, I'm really passionate and a big believer that you, you can eat, you can eat everything. And in the long term, you, you should eat everything and not get into that, um, cycle of deprivation. So. Mm-hmm. That's such a good something topic. I feel strongly about. Yeah. And you, and I love how you share. When you share your food too, I mean, you, you kind of share both what the food is, but you also share, well, this is what it's made up of. And this has got this macros in it. And this has got all these great, this great balance. And that's kind of what it's all about. It's all about balance. It's all about balance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you do, I love, I like on your website, you, you say there's no good foods and there's no bad foods. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, well, this just this this concept of you know good and bad and clean and dirty um i i think after i think after i had my daughter i started to think more and i have a post about this somewhere like how mortified would i be if when my daughter's a little older if she went to someone's house and she was served something and she said something like oh well that's not clean or you know, or that's bad. And, and, uh, and, and, and again, you know, just coming back full circle to being aware of, you know, uh, others' cultures and, and being cognizant of socioeconomic factors. I would just, I would just be mortified about my daughter using any descriptor of food that would make someone else feel bad. Um, So words like that, like when I see hashtag eat clean, oh, it's like, no, like, like drives a knife in my heart, honestly. Well, I think sometimes, I think they're in our, in our profession, I think, you know, there's dietitians that do claim to be, oh, all foods fit, but then in their, like you said, in their personal lives, it's different and they follow certain things in their own lives, which translate to maybe their kids saying that at someone else's house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. Which that's what I like. I I try to um, practice what I preach. Yes. And that's what I, that's what I find so genuine about you and like your social media, you can tell it's just, it's genuine. Like it comes from exactly what you do in your everyday life, which I think that is so important for dietitians to do in social media. 
Thank you. Yes, going just going back to um, just keeping it real. So you know what you what you see is what you see is what you get. So if someone comes sees Nicole, you what you see on social media, you're going to see in person. <laughs> it's exactly yeah, the same. and 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 we've met in real life, and I'm so happy to have yes. met you in real life. I was so fangirled <laughs> and. So I'm like, oh my god, it's her, and she's tall and beautiful. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, it's really her, excited. and she's got muscles that I want to have. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious, as seen on as seen on TV. So, <laughs> so yeah, just 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 being. And I think you know we've said this so many times tonight, but it's true. Just be be genuine, and I think in so many ways it ends up being worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you think about your, like your practice, are you really happy with kind of like how your practice has developed? Are there some things that have happened that you're not happy about that you want to share with anybody that they should be aware of when you start your being an entrepreneur? I think if I, you know, if I could go back in time, I would be a little bit more patient. Um, even more patient than I, than I sound like I am because it takes, you know, it takes a lot of time. I mean, people aren't just rushing through your door because you're suddenly a dietitian now, right? <laughs> doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. So I would, I would definitely say I wish I had been a little bit more patient. Um, I wish I had been a little easier on myself in, you know, the first year of my daughter's life because I felt a lot of pressure. Oh my goodness, I'm credentialed now. And um, I had actually, I had actually turned down a, a job that I thought I really wanted as a, as a supermarket dietitian that I, I did really want, but, you know, made the decision to actually move and make some adjustments. So, you know, if you happen to be in, in, in my position of, oh, I'm newly credentialed and I'm maybe just married or just had a baby, if you want to take this entrepreneurial path, um, be easy on yourself because it is a lot. It is a lot to balance. Like you're running the show on all fronts. Um, and you can't, you can't do everything. You can't do everything literally at once. Mm -hmm. So slow it down, take it easy and, and be easy, which is very similar to the, you know, the advice I give to my clients this time of year at the, at the holiday season is, you know, be, be easy on yourself. That's a, that's a good message. Well, and I like how you said you actually turned down a job, which I think we don't, when we first become dietitians, turning down a job, we think we can't do that. Like we have to just take whatever yeah. comes our way. And that's not necessarily true. And, and I did, um, and, and, and this was the job, the exact job in the exact place. I said, this is, I said, this is where I want to work. And I, I probably should not have even applied because it was already in my mind, like, no, I'm going to make this geographic move. And I think I want to be more flexible and, and spend more time with my daughter. And, you know, and then lo and behold, I was offered the job and lamented it. 
and turned it down. And it was hard for a couple of months. I was, I kind of mourned the, I kind of mourned the opportunity, but if you really want that flexibility and if you really want to go out there and have all the opportunities and, and all the options that being an entrepreneur will offer you, it, it might mean turning something down and it definitely means believing in yourself in the in the long run and believing that you can do it on your own in the long run. But it it takes um it takes some guts, I think to do that as well. Oh, sure. And I, I, right. Like it's going to pay off. It will pay off. And then all the good things will start coming back to you. But like you said earlier, you have to be patient with the process if that's the route you choose. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. It's not a, um, you know, I mean, nothing, nothing really worth having is super easy. Right. And, and great things don't come over the overnight. All of those, cliches are true and i can't think of a situation that exemplifies that more than going this route as a dietitian so patience patience, patience everyone patient how old's your daughter now she just turned three. Oh, fun, fun age. Yeah, she just turned three. She's, yeah, she's, she's pretty fun. Um, yeah, something, something that I, I don't think I broadcast really on social is that she, um, she was a preemie mm-hmm. and, and now she is this tough little lady. You would never know that she was born, um, two pounds and 12 ounces. Oh she was goodness. tiny. She was. And yeah, and she is, and she is just amazing and going to preschool and yeah, all, all sorts of awesome. I mean, obviously with a little nastiness of being a three-year-old thrown in, but overall she's, yeah, overall she's pretty awesome. I'm sure hanging out with her reminds you how much doing your entrepreneurial life really did pay off because then you get to be with her more too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there, there are things that you, there are things that you don't get back. I mean, you don't, you don't get back your child's first three years of life, right? Like, so that's, that's immeasurable. Um, so I definitely have my moments of, I, I have my moments of extreme gratitude, you know, always, always grateful for her health and, and other things, but I have my moments of like, wow, this was this was definitely the right thing to do, and this is awesome. And you're grateful for NICU dietitians. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I'm I am grateful for, and and there are a couple that I found on on social who I I didn't know that I I'm just like, oh my god, you're a, you're a you're a NICU dietitian, you're amazing. Um, but anyone who works in that environment is just so special oh my it's, it's a really absolutely really really special person who um takes that on day in and day out because it's it's not easy no i and i think i worked at a hospital with a friend of mine who's a NICU dietitian and what her brain could wrap around i just i'm amazed by how intelligent she is and yes just all the knowledge yes. about babies and food i mean it's it's such a critical time so I'm sure you understand that from being a mom in that perspective. Absolutely. And, and the, um, the CLCs who work in the NICU, Mm -hmm. I mean, 
those are those are amazing women. I think it's I think it's fantastic that so many dietitians are going on to become certified lactation consultants. Also, um, just so many special people, us dietitian folk. I know. Right? Well, there's just so much. Like we, there's just so much we can do anymore. I mean, there's just if you want it, if you dream it, you can have it for sure. No, I'm. Absolutely. And I, I don't think it's out yet, but in the in the next issue of um in the next issue of ventures, I talk about you know, as a as a dietitian finding the peanut butter to your jelly. So <laughs> I like that comparison. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, okay, so you know, being a dietitian, that's that's that heft, like that's that peanut butter, right? But there are so many things that we can add on to what we're doing um maybe it's a C, being a clc mm-hmm. maybe you go on and get that business masters i mean it's just it's just an, an an amazing jump off point with so many possibilities for the rest of your life so true so let's talk a little bit about how you got into the nutrition entrepreneur dpg cuz you're talking about ventures and that's the publication of yes. the group. So how did you get interested in volunteering? Is it a volunteer position? And how does that work with the academy? It is. Yeah. I um, I say that I have one regret in life. And that regret, well, two. I didn't see George Michael in concert Aww. before he died. And I'm heartbroken. <laughs> um, <laughs> anywho. And I, I regret not joining as a student. I regret not joining NE as a student because it's such an amazing wealth of information. So I had joined, I, I think I joined the the year that I uh, passed my exam and became sort of, you know, sort of active on the listserv and started dabbling in Twitter. And I formed an, an online sort of relationship with Roseanne Rust, who's now the NE chair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I think she's everything. I think the world of her, I, I love her social media presence. Her writing is fantastic. She's definitely stand for science type dietitian. Um, no nonsense, just an amazing woman. And, you know, then lo and behold, uh, about six months ago, she contacted me and said, Hey, I'm going to be chair this coming year. I'd love to have you on my team. Um, and I just about died because Rose, I remember it being on my, on my to-do list on one of my dry erase boards. Talk to Roseanne Rust. And to me, this is this woman that I've just been ad- admiring from afar. Oh my God. She wants to talk to me. She wants me to work with her. Um, so whatever she was going to ask me to do, I was like, yes, I am, I am doing this. Um, so that's how I got involved. She she had asked if I was interested and I definitely I definitely was and it's been it's just been such an amazing experience. I think this group in particular um we we really want to help each other, right? This nutrition entrepreneurs mm-hmm. group. And any question you have there's 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 someone to call and there's someone who is going to be so generous with their time and point you in the right direction. So I'm, I'm really, really proud to serve and um, hopefully going to volunteer next year as well. That's awesome. Another great opportunity to get involved in our 
national organization too, as with those with our specialty groups. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's a great it's a great networking opportunity, and it just gives you that sense of it gives you a sense of community. Uh, I I would say, especially for us as entrepreneurs. We're kind of on our own, right? A, a lot of the time during the day, and we might be lacking that that in-person professional connection that a lot of people get to have in their day-to-day. So to have this community, um, mostly of, of other strong women surrounding you and supporting you is is just incredible. And like you said, you're all kind of in the same like work arena. So then if you have a question or if you have something you need to know more about, they are so willing to reach out. They're so willing to help you. And, and that's the best, it's the best resource you could possibly have to point you in the right direction. Yeah. They're, they're amazing. Literally, literally today I, I had to come, I, I, I'm working on a pitch and panicked and said, Oh my goodness, am I, am I doing this right? Am I asking for the right dollar amount and how should I word this? And, literally in the space of 12 hours, I'll have had calls with, with two of my mentors. And it's, I I mean, you can't put a price on that. That's incredible. That is incredible. And so for something that you don't really know what you're doing, but you're like, I really want to do this. It's at least you can have someone to bounce it off of. Yeah. And there's so much, there's, there's so much encouragement um, and just so much, for lack of a better word, there's so much positivity, which is just amazing. I think for me, coming out of another female-driven business that was that tended to be extremely, extremely catty at its worst, the beauty industry, coming into another industry that is so female-driven yet so supportive is really, really refreshing. That's interesting that the beauty industry is not as friendly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess not not that surprising. Maybe it's changed, yeah, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably not though. <laughs> well, that's great. It's good to know that that you really like your your volunteer position and and encourage others to do the same because, you know, we're paving the way, but there's always new dietitians that are coming out that need need that support. So, I think that's awesome that you volunteer. Hopefully someday I'll get there. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 really it's really fun and the networking has been great and even if you're not volunteering for NE just the opportunities presented by that DPG I think we offer 12 web 12 free webinars mm-hmm. throughout the year so that's a lot of bang for your buck as far as the membership fee it goes um, it's a ton and and our webinars are they are, they're so good. They're just, yeah, you can't stop. I mean, it's not those webinars that you just kind of do other things when you're listening to it. It's the webinars you pay attention to. <laughs> no, you're sitting there taking yes. notes. I know uh, you, I understand you just interviewed yes. Libby, right? Productive yes. dietitian. Did you, her webinar, her webinar was so good. And I went and, um, and purchased as and purchased a program that she does with her partner Carla, oh, sure. um, her business partner Carla. Like the next day, I said, "Okay, I am do I am doing this for the continuing ed credits." She's yeah, she's incredible. See, that's so that's 
Value right there for sure. Definitely. (laughs) So do you feel like, do you feel like at this point in your life that you're really living out your passion as a registered dietitian? I do. I do. I, I, I mean, what's, if you love, if you truly love food, who has a better job than we do? I mean, essentially, I get to talk about food and working out all day. I mean, so fun. That's heaven. <laughs> that's totally your jam. And then when I'm not talking about it, I'm, you know, when I'm not talking about it, I'm cooking it. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped to have a life that more or less revolves around those two things. Um, you know, those are, that's, it's my profession. Those are my hobbies. It's, it's everything that I love. So that is pretty awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to ask if you like to cook you, I, I mean, I figured you did, but I didn't know for sure. I do. I do. I went through, I went through like a small phase last year. We were renovating, um, we were renovating our condo and I had to, I had to actually move in with my mom for almost two months. Mm. And, and I didn't get to cook. I didn't, I mean, I cooked once in a while, but my mom's a great cook. So, hey, you know, I'll sit there and eat. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I had like a full two months out of my kitchen. So when I got back in, it was, it was like go time. I was, I was really happy and, you know, really grateful to my husband for making things the way I wanted them in the kitchen, you know, as much as you Mm -hmm. can in a condo as opposed to a house. So it's, it's really been go time since then. I, I you love it. I storm. do. I, I bet you, you're I love delicious. to cook. And, and, and I love, um, I love preparing breakfast now, probably more in the past year than ever. And that seems to be what people respond most to, um, on my Instagram, interestingly enough. So it, you know, and that, and it's, it's funny how social goes and like inspires us. Sure. Right. So it kind of pushes me to um to keep going with the fun breakfast plates. You do have fun breakfast plates. They make me hungry. I'm like, I need that kind of breakfast in Yay. my life. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's an so interesting happy. point though that you said how social kind of does inspire you to oh, people like that. I need to do more of that or ooh, that is a good breakfast and I need to eat more of that. Yeah, it it definitely does and um I, I mean, the, the, the social media aspect, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a huge driver of my business per se, but you know, your a, your social is kind of your resume now. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, um, that it's so visible, but my goal with mine is just to, I, I just want to make people, I just want to make people feel good and feel inspired, whether it's to work out or to try a different food or, you know, maybe to just feel inspired to feel better about eating food, if that yeah. makes sense. So when I get that positive feedback, I'm like, hey, some, hey this probably made someone feel good. I'm going to keep going with mm-hmm. this. Um, and you're funny. And so, you're funny. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's, 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 it's important to me. And, um, I, I was just having, I was just having a DM conversation with, with a friend on Instagram who had posted like a body transformation pic. And then she was doubting whether or not she had put, she should have put it up. And 
saying, oh, but I'm not that lean. And oh, all these, you know, all these other pictures on Instagram We're we're assaulted with so many mm-hmm. images, right? On, on Instagram that can, um, I, I think that can like skew how we feel about ourselves in, uh, in a negative mm-hmm. way. And and that's why I keep my, that's why I keep my like body, body centric type pictures. It's always my body in motion, showing it like doing something, whether it's something that you can do at home or something I think that's exhibiting my strength at the gym. Um, that's something that's really important to me too, because I think we have, I think we have enough, um, not that there's anything wrong with it, but I think we have enough places to go for, um, bikini pics sure. and hey look at my abs and here's my butt yeah. posed up in a certain way to make it look bigger so um yes <laughs> so social kind of you know i think i think social can can feed how you want to build your brand too i like the, i like how you mentioned you like to show your your photos of you exercise you're in motion you're always in motion and that's true you are and you're showing the right, correct movement for that particular exercise. And then you explain it below of what you are actually doing. So you're teaching as well. Right, right. And I, I try and keep it on the, I, I, I try and keep it on the educational end. And if it's not literally educational, I hope it's, I hope it's just inspiring. Like from a, um, from a strength training perspective. So is, you are. So one of you the are because you know when I think about when I think about dietitians I don't think about strength training as much I don't know why I think of us all running on treadmills eating carrots a lot of the time so <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see a strong dietitian showing that you can strength train and you can deadlift 125 pounds that's it's cool it's good yeah, for your body we're we're out there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're out there. So thank you for being on this space and and being that role model for I think a lot of people. I think you, you are really you're doing something unique and different and I I really value that. So thank you for doing that. Thank you're you. Means good. A lot to me. Good. Well, I've absolutely I I feel like we'll have a part 2 somewhere down the road. Everybody I talk to I'm like we're going to have to have a part 2 because things will change in the year and we'll have to check in with each other. So uh Oh my gosh! Yes, to- yes. You never, you never know in this entrepreneurial space what what, um, <laughs> what might be in the pipeline. I think you know as soon as the next as the next month, I I hopefully have some big changes as well. So just cross your fingers for me. I will. And, I'll be excited um, to follow and see what happens. <laughs> You know, I feel like I just know you though, because I'm like, I'll see you later on. I'll see you <laughs> later. On I'll see you later on social media. <laughs> right? Is that weird? I'm like, no, we're 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 pals. We are. <laughs> well, you know, I'm watching. <laughs> we're totally pals, and we'll and we'll see each that's, other later. That's I true. Love it. That is true. Well, I do have some fun questions for you, since you are a cook and you love food. I have to ask, what is your favorite food? Oh my gosh, that is so. That is so hard. That is so so hard. Like, like stranded on a desert yeah. island, or like last we'll meal before that, my death. So then you can narrow it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like last meal before my my death would um would probably be a bacon cheeseburger. I 
I have to say, and it would be the bacon. Ch- if I could get that from bacon that cheeseburger from the Piper's <laughs> Kilt that is now closed in Washington Heights, <laughs> um, that that might be my deathbed meal. Uh, that sounds delicious. Yes. What about what about your favorite? <laughs> Sorry, do you have a favorite beverage that you like too? Oh my! I'm I'm so I'm so boring. Um, I blogged about this. I don't drink. Um, I don't drink alcohol anymore. Pretty much. So if you would ask me this a year ago, the answer might have been different. <laughs> um, now it would probably be whatever. Um, there's there's a local company called Polar. They're based in Massachusetts, and they do seasonal seltzer flavors, Ooh. which are fabulous. I think I've seen pictures. So I might of- say the. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have I have pictures of it. I think I actually have a picture of my favorite flavor in my gallery. It's the raspberry rosé from oh, the summer. Um, it's it's on point. <laughs> I'm I'm with you on the seltzer waters. Those are but that sounds like a fun flavor too. Interesting. It's so good. <laughs> Do you have a favorite scent or a smell? Oh gosh. It might be grapefruit. Like that citrusy, kind of cleany feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I love the smell of citrus. I'm right there with you. It smells so clean. So invigorating. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> and it's good to use it in almost everything that you cook, I think, some type of citrus. So it's always, yeah, brighten everything yes. up. What brings you joy in your life? Being near the beach. That is my, you know, aside from the obvious where I find inner joy when I'm by myself is anytime I can look at the water, even if it's not, um, even if it's not quote unquote nice out. (laughs) Because it's not always nice where you're at. (laughs) It's not always nice, but you know what, on a on a on a cold day I, and I'll actually put a picture up later tonight it's it is just as stunning as it is in the summer you go walking a lot it's beautiful uh, along the beach don't you i i do i do i go uh, i do walk the i do walk the boardwalk lately i've been you know just this week i've been running it to um train for this 5k next friday but i do like to get my steps in and do you you bundle up too i'm sure you have like all the gear cuz it probably what what's the coldest you've ever walked or ran in outside you know, not super, you know, I probably don't really hang out too much when it's, when it's below no, 20, <laughs> honestly, a little chilly. you know, like for me, that's kind of, <laughs> yeah, for me, that's a little chilly. Um, but I do like, uh, I do like the Under Armour heat gear and the store EMS, Eastern Mountain Sports, their store brand of thermal it's kind of like a tech layer that's pretty warm too. I did get some Under Armour stuff after you mentioned that, so I'm ready. Nice. Is it keeping yes. you warm? Oh yeah. wait, it's warm there. Yeah, usually, like my threshold usually is like I won't go under ten degrees outside. So anything okay. around that ten, twenty, thirty, I'm good. So that Under Armour is perfect for that. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you so much for taking time to. Talk with me and everyone who listens to my podcast, and I will share all your social media and your website with 
everyone. So if they want to reach out to you, uh, they'll have that opportunity. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. It's so great to chat with you. It's good. Good stuff. We'll do it again. (laughs) Good party. Yes. (laughs) All right. I think after this podcast with Nicole, my girl, girl crush is just increasing in intensity because she is so down to earth and she's so friendly and she's just so inspiring with her messaging. Nicole and I share many similar interests, and I hope you go and check out her beautiful website and read more about her passions and philosophy. Make sure to follow her on Instagram at nrodriguezrdn, and this will be in my show notes as well, because if it doesn't make you want to hit the gym, I don't know what will. I love her mantra, how she enjoys food and enjoys life, and Nicole truly does enjoy every day. So once again, I was doing a little Christmas shopping. I don't do a lot because I really try to focus on less stuff, more life. And so in my family, we just do little gifts of sweet things for each other. And while I was shopping, I did grab some more shrimp waffles just to make sure I had something for my neighbors and also something for my mailman. So I'm kind of really like polluting the world with shrimp waffles. So I hope that you go and try them out if you haven't before. The caramel is my favorite, hands down. You can go to their website, stroopwafflesbydalmonds.com, and you can order directly from their website, which is even better because it delivers to your front door. My website, annelizabethardy.com, is where you can catch my latest weekly wisdom blog post. I usually have some crazy adventure with my friends, my family, food, a great workout music playlist that I hope you enjoy. And sometimes I include a really delicious and real deal recipe or other things that I love. You can also purchase my book for that dietitian maybe in your life that you need a gift for. And you can find all my previous podcasts, show notes, and links to things we talked about during all my conversations with these amazing people. I would love to connect with you on social media and you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Anne Elizabeth RD. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.